Welcome to a very special episode of the Firmware Update. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me once again, as always, Joe Garcia. Yep, I'm here. You're going to have to forgive uh, Joe. He just got off a awful, awful shift at uh, Best Buy. Uh, which is actually just the latest in a string of awful shifts mm. at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact, I didn't know that uh, the stores also handled the online orders as well. So, Joe, we were actually supposed to start like two hours ago, but unfortunately, uh, quite a few people are ordering online nowadays, I guess. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this whole weekend has been a shit show for, for online ordering system. Okay. Uh, just way more than, than any number of people can handle because it's like looking in our in our ordering system or whatever uh, it's like you've got 50 items to gather and as you're gathering them and scanning them it's like oh it's up to 60 even though I grabbed 12 cool <laughs> <laughs> and then it piles up like you, you, and they get separated they is either stuff that customer like for in-store pickup or for for shipping to customers home and um, yeah the giant pile of things to actually pack it's like oh we're packing 250 things today we're packing 300 things today we're packing 120 things today cool great awesome god damn folks this is not a normal episode of the firmware update though that is up and coming soon uh in the interest of getting us some more content as admittingly we've gotten down to like one or two episodes a month now and in the interest of uh doing more stuff this is actually a pretty special episode of the firmware update we are exactly at the time of this recording five no six hours away from final fantasy 15 Mm -hmm. we went from 10 years years away the five years (laughs) and it's been an interesting journey you know this little game which i at least i was extremely hopeful for but at the same time became the butt of many many a vaporware top 10 list in fact uh one of the one of the articles that i reference a lot on the show was a top what was it top five vaporware games you did for playstation underground um i would be able to bring up the exact number if the fucking website still existed i don't remember It's kind of funny because uh, I be- I don't know if it was number one. I think Last Guardian was number one, e- even though we're actually just a- another week or so away from that game coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a kind of bittersweet. I'm happy the game's coming out, but uh, I think number one and two of that list are coming out pretty closely together with each other. So it's an end of an era, Joe. Yeah, I guess. Fun way to put it. <laughs> now, Joe, uh, just to go give an idea how much time has passed. And I asked you to look into this, too, so I'm curious to see what you came up with. I have written down stuff that has happened since the game was announced back in June of 2006, just to illustrate how long we've been waiting for this moment. And I wrote down eight things that have happened. Okay. All right. You ready, Joe? Okay. Since June 2006, number eight, we have had, you can put a little asterisk here because it's up for debate, but we have had five Metal Gear Solid games. Five? Five, well, five Metal Gears. Okay. I was about to say, it's like Metal Gear Solid games. It's like, you mean two or three? Well, depending on how you group it, these are the games that have come out uh, since that announcement. Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Right. Peace Walker. Sure. This is uh, where it gets arguable. Revengeance, Ground Zeroes, and Phantom Pains. Mm, I wouldn't I would group the Metal Gear Solid 5 games together, and I would not count Revengeance. I knew Revengeance would be the, the some controversy there, but still, whether it's 5 or 3, I want to stress how long it takes a Metal Gear game to be made. <laughs> 
eight, let alone three to five. So that's impressive. Number seven, PlayStation 3 in its entirety. <laughs> and at least a quarter of PlayStation 4 has gone by. Because uh, keep in mind, the same E3 where they announced uh, Final Fantasy versus 13, the game that would become 15, was also the same E3 where a few hours later, Sony would announce the price of the PlayStation 3. <laughs> At a disastrous conference. In- indeed. <laughs> Just literally the, like, like the worst like, E3 conference maybe ever. Like what the PlayStation E3 conference is now, imagine the exact opposite. That's, <laughs> that's what we got. Number six, The Last Guardian finished. Well, it's still coming up before The Last Guardian. Oh, fair enough, but it's gold. It's more or less finished. <laughs> Number five, we got Vita, Wii, Wii U, 3DS, and new 3DS. <laughs> all in that time period. Number... Okay, next one. Because <laughs> I wrote this in reverse order. The following games got reboots. Probably more, but I only looked at the fir- at a couple of years here. Tomb Raider, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, and Mortal Kombat all got reboots and multiple games in some, some instances there. <laughs> Well, Rock Band didn't get a reboot. It felt like a, a reboot. A, it was Rock like... Rock Band 4. It's a bird up sequel. <laughs> after being dead for eons. And, all right, fine. All right. Regardless. But either way, the entire series has been released since that. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. Speaking of which, in the time that it took for Final Fantasy 15 to come out, we got the following franchises that be beginning to where we are now. Gears of War, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Bioshock, Mass Effect, Portal, <laughs> Uncharted, Dishonored, and every single one of the Souls games, starting from <laughs> Demon's Souls to Dark Souls to Bloodborne. <laughs> the Souls games and Mass Effect are, are notable because those are fucking massive games individually. Indeed. <laughs> and there's like, and three and four of those games came out respectively. Five if you want to include a freaking uh, Bloodborne with uh, Souls games, which you should. You should, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, Square had enough time to develop a whole new engine to make, the game, make their games with. The fact that this game took so long to make, it is actually the first game to be created using this engine. And finally, Number one, and this is the one that makes me think the most, Joe. You, of course, know Sandra, my wife, right? Yeah. Hadn't even met her yet when this game was announced. <laughs> what year did you guys meet? We met in 2007, so we met the year <laughs> after this game was released, or was announced, excuse me. So, yeah, uh, quite a bit of time. Uh, just out of curiosity, what, what stuff uh, did, did you get down, if anything? Uh, I mean, um, um, if I want to add some stuff, of, like some some series that, that, uh, that take forever to release stuff, uh, Gran Turismo released uh two full games oh god <laughs> grand turismo 5 and 6 came out uh within that span i mean two, uh, grand turismo 4 came out a year before it was announced but you know there you know we, there was like hd and and uh, grand turismo 5 prologue you know the psp game came out uh so it's like it's not depending on how you want to group those games it can either say two or up to five games we, we got uh, two released. full-on grand theft autos didn't we yeah four and five oh, god. <laughs> um like Barack Obama was still two years from becoming president, and he just is about to wrap up his his second term. Oh my god! Uh, um, like he was still a senator, like he'd just been elected senator like the year before. Uh, yeah, in two thousand and five is when he started his, his term as as United States senator in Illinois. Um, so that's that's hilarious. I'm think what other uh, crazy world events here. Um, man, like like the Red Sox won two World Series. Uh, the White Sox won the World Series the year before. Uh, like Mirror's Edge came out with the game two years after. It was announced in 2008. Uh, Cubs won the title too. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like Mirror's Edge came out in 2008, uh, and then that had a fucking seemingly impossible sequel finally come out this year, eight years later, uh, and it was a reboot as well. So it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff here that just however you want to shake it. It's like a lot of crazy stuff has happened uh, between then and now, between its initial announcement. Um, as long as it took, it doesn't have the record, which I believe is held by Duke Nukem Forever with 14 years. But <laughs> what, a, what an illustrious record it was. <laughs> Well worth the wait, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh god. See, we've been we we've had the show at three or four different websites in the time it took. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, man, you want to feel old? Yeah, sure. What? <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 releases tomorrow. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, hopefully, hopefully this is the last time they do shit like this, my God. But um... like, like, like I'd only graduated high school a year before it was announced. <laughs> So, folks, long story short, this ain't like the waiting for the Cubs to win the championship again by any means, but it's been a while, and it's still kind of amazing that we're actually here. And to go down this journey, when this game was announced in 2006, it was supposed to be an exclusive for the PS3. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, a little shout-out to a YouTuber by the name of uh, Yong Ya. Uh, he actually did, for the last two months leading up to the release, he did a Final Fantasy 15 retrospective where he went back from the beginning where the game was first announced all the way up to uh, today where he talks about the game going gold and all the stuff that got announced during these last two months. So he did a I, I actually been on the ride from like the moment it was announced seeing that first trailer of Noctis sitting on on the throne which became an iconic image of uh, the game for a long time I'm and everything in between. So oh, thank you for him for giving me the notes that I have here but the game was originally supposed to be a ps3 exclusive and was scheduled according to interviewers that it to release in japan at around 2008 spoiler it did uh Some, like, uh, story notes of the game, like uh, the character Luna Freya, who is, like, the female lead character, for the lo- for quite a few years was actually named Stella. And uh, the story that was going around was that her and Noctis would have sort of a Romeo and Juliet relationship, where they were both on opposing families. And, in fact, uh, the trailers teased them having a major fight at some point in the game. And no, it wasn't over who was paying for dinner. Uh, the royal family was originally modeled after the mafia. Uh, the- there was actually like if you look look back at the uh, older pictures of king regis he's in like a full-on suit sort of looking like he once again that he's in the mafia and the royal family was more like a crime crime boss family than it was as royalty which has changed significantly because they're full-on royalty now Let's see here. Game was put on hold. Was put on hold multiple times due to Final Fantasy 13. Because keep in mind, they announced Final Fantasy 13 roughly the same time as they did Final Fantasy Versus 13. And and you sort of see Square do this now, actually. And I think about it, where they announce multiple games, and all of them are huge, of course. And you have like their team split up into three to cover it. And a few years after release, they actually had to put on hold Final Fantasy Versus to finish up 13. And uh, I. I love uh, reading a uh, interview with Tamora where he announced uh, Nomura, excuse me, where he said that, "Oh, don't worry. After we finish 13, I can't imagine versus 13 taking much longer than it took to release 13." Mm-hmm. 
Where did uh, 13 release again? 13, I believe. Was that 2012? No, I think no it was, that was like 2010, wasn't it? I think it was 2008. Sadly, I didn't no. have my phone on. No, it was definitely like 2010. I think it was 2010. All right. Well, well even still, you know, and I'll open up a window. To 2010. <laughs> but it's, yeah, fine it's game. it is not a fine Stop it. A fine game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but all right. Regardless, uh, it took some time. It took a lot of time to get here, but good news, we're finally here. Um, do you remember what you were doing when the when this game was announced, Joe? Not really. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long-ass time. Uh, I was still in college to uh, give some perspective here. So, like I said, long time. So, I'm going to ask you a question, Joe. In your mm. opinion, what happened here? All right, and you, <laughs> by the way, it looks like you are right. It's not showing an American release, goddammit. All right, worldwide release, October, PlayStation 2000. 2009 in Japan. Okay, March 9th, 2010, worldwide. Yeah. Okay. So, Joe, do you have any theory? I have some theories written down here, but uh, out of curiosity, what, what do you think happened over in the square side of it? And I, I, if there was ever a behind the scenes or book to talk about the uh, process of making the game, I would love to read what happened with Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> but out of curiosity, what, what do you think happened? Uh, I would probably just guess that they are terrible at managing resources over there um there's long and short of it um because i mean shit like they <laughs> like they just completely changed like what the game felt like I, like the tone of the game shifted in a huge way like it like when they first announced it was supposed to be this, like this dark brooding thing or whatever and next thing you know like it's just gone forever and then when it comes back it's just like road trip buddy comedy thing <laughs> it's like what the fuck happened <laughs> And on top of that, between you know, like you said, they 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 basically created the new engine uh, for that they started building the game on top of, uh, which is no small feat. Like you have to fucking. <laughs> like scrapping all that work and then putting it on a new engine uh for a new fucking for new hardware it's like well this is going to take another five years <laughs> especially when uh like i think the wasn't there some trouble with uh, what's his face the, or i forget his name but the, the game director wasn't didn't he leave the game at some point yep that's one of the reasons i got here namura was uh that namura was replaced with uh a guy named tabata who was the assistant director and then at some point uh namura who was all, not only doing this game but he was also helping doing kingdom hearts or it's three he uh you know he was sort of like jumping in between pro projects and i think it just got to him at the end and they're finally like okay dude just handle that and we'll take care of this but yeah for the for quite a few years he was a part he was the leader of the team yeah uh, by the way i'm pretty sure he's also doing that final fantasy 7 remake which uh <laughs> hope you guys are patience for <laughs> like uh, i wrote down a uh, few th uh, eight things here that could have led to it taking as long and by the way i want to stress i'm I'm not forgiving them for taking this long. <laughs> this isn't meant as an excuse. I'm just trying to think, like, because I doubt they wanted this to take 10 years. Like, ideally. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, they pretty much wish they could have released it, like, by right. 2008. But Malcolm coming in with the expert fucking analysis over here. Hey, hey, hey. I'm, <laughs> I'm just covering my ass because I know you're going to try to say, like, oh, you're saying, so you're saying they're justified in taking that. Well, no. Oh, man. Though I will say this. In an era where we're getting games like, 
like alien colonel marines and division where you see the trailer at e3 and it looks so incredible and amazing and then the game comes out and it looks nothing like that trailer (laughs) after going back to like the very first trailer trailers and watching each trailer as it progressed to this point square is actually pretty honest with its gameplay footage like sure oh yeah you you go back to those beginning ones you could tell it's a game in development it still looked great but you could tell it was in development especially when you compare it to now so i appreciate them for being that straight up but anyway uh some ideas that happened now keep in mind final fantasy 13 had uh poor receptions and sales like originally this game was going to be part of that universe like uh final fantasy 13 there was actually going to be callbacks to the sea and various other aspects uh, that were in final fantasy 13 uh after those games while joe and i may disagree on the quality of it uh overall the game isn't quite looked on that fondly like if especially if you look at the sales figures of the first final fantasy 13 versus the second final fantasy 13 to final fantasy 13 3 you know it just keeps going down with each sequel like uh interesting fact i looked up uh, final fantasy 13 to its credit is the fastest selling final fantasy of all time like just in the first week it sold like like over a million units that first week however in japan at any rate i'm sure it did just as well here uh final fantasy 13 2 I hate that they do sequels like that, but all right. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen two did about half a million on the first week, and then thirteen three. Want to guess how well it did there, Joe? Uh, how well did it do, Malcolm? Uh, two hundred and seventy-seven thousand. So it almost went down by half with each sequel. So fans weren't on board. <laughs> so I, I think there, like, there was a mentality where if we s- send it out there with the thirteen name, we're pretty much sending it out to die at this point. So maybe they thought to save it, and that's one of the many reasons why it was relabeled as final fantasy 15 uh number two originally like i said this was supposed to be a sony exclusive but eventually that ended so i wonder if there was like any kind of behind the scenes argument or disagreement with sony that led them to like say you know whatever we're going to sell them we're going to sell the microsoft now no because uh if i if i'm not mistaken like most developers weren't a fan of the ps3 at first no (laughs) for the longest time probably all the way to that thing died So, you know, that might have had something to do with it. Maybe they thought it was, maybe it was very troublesome developing on that engine. And then they tried that Xbox 360 and they're like, Jesus Christ, this is easy. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, it's like they're kind of, because I mean, even Final Fantasy 13 took a decent while to come out. Um, mm. So at that point, you're just thinking about recouping your losses uh, by freaking, you know, like, hey, well, like, what if we also put it on this also popular system uh, that is also super easy to develop for, as it turns out, uh, because the way that system architecture was was very pc like so it's like hey we can just very easily put this on xbox 362 and make some of this money back uh, i don't think it was like oh fuck sony and fuck fucking developing for this thing because i mean if, if they're gonna be serious about like saying oh fuck sony and fuck developing for the ps3 they just would have not have put the game out on ps3 <laughs> you know well technically they didn't put it out on ps3 <laughs> <laughs> well sure but i mean like yeah yeah i get you uh, the we- the next uh, reason I got and this this is the weakest one but um, keep in mind this, this is a series that went from you see the enemy and it's just either stat- static you know just a still picture of it on the screen or it's moving but it's really just standing in one spot doing stuff so uh, with the with uh, the episode this guy the, dem- the first demo they released like all of a sudden now you're seeing answering getting questions answered like what do where do imps like to hang out and uh, how do, do they travel and 
impacts? Do they, they how do they act in these settings? Like, they, oh, they made imps fucking terrified. The fact that they had to rethink basically or basically rewrite the book as far as uh, how the how a lot of the enemies act and whatnot. Plus the fact that when the decision was made for this to be Final Fantasy 15, they had to take out all the references from 13 from the overall story. So that a lot of rewrites essentially. So that part took up some time too. That's uh, maybe they wanted to see what happened with uh, 13, which is probably going back to the first one, which is probably uh, a safe move considering how badly it did. Like I said, if it came out as versus 13, I think it would have died a slow death. Uh, number five, they released an entirely new engine in 2012. The luminous engine came out and ma- I'm guessing they, they thought they thought like, oh, we can't release it on the old engine when we just showed off this new engine. So back to the drawing board, redoing the whole game with this thing, which added more time to it. Joe already brought up the fact that not only did uh, Nomura step down as director of the game, but uh, uh, you remember a man by the name of Yoichi Wada? Um, you're going to have to refresh my memory on that one. Please be excited for E3. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of the company also stepped down and was re- replaced by uh, Yosuke Matsuda. So there was a bit of turmoil in the, the Square Enix uh, company as a whole. And finally, number eight, as of 2013, they also experienced heavy losses from its video game not only from the final fantasy series but keep in mind even the games that did good were technically failures hence uh tomb raider as we love to call it the best failure in the world because <laughs> <laughs> they set their expectations so astronomically high maybe they started becoming a little more careful with their money and probably why there's some product placement inside of final fantasy 15 but anyway uh, what, what do you think on that joe you agree disagree with any of those or uh, i mean i don't know how much how much influence like a company ceo really has over like i mean obviously like he decides on like oh like a ceo like really depends on like oh what but like what gets made or what doesn't get made but like the actual you know making grinding of the sausage and whatnot like i don't know how much uh influence they actually the sausage. Have. Is that a you know like how the yeah how the sausage gets made like okay <laughs> you know i don't i don't I don't, I don't I don't think i don't think he really has like it's not like his vision of the game it's like oh make me a final fantasy like this monkeys you know <laughs> it's like he, he just says hey we should make another final fantasy people like those right and sign some checks and they're on their way it's really up to the really more the creative forces than uh, put in some rap music for that final fantasy kids love that (laughs) (laughs) i know what's up (laughs) people still listen to dubstep huh hey so when you add in all those anyway i think it's pretty it okay like i said not excuse but you can see what what happened to extend the development time so to speak Uh, and that's not to mention the decision to go from making this a ps3 game to jumping to ps4 or some a lot of annoying little things there uh anything else any other ideas you got here joe mm, not really um <laughs> i mean it's, it's, it's pretty it feels like it's pretty straightforward as to what could have possibly happened uh to get this thing taken to have this thing take so damn long <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's talk about some of the directions they took here with Final Fantasy 15, which takes some drastically different directions. Uh, out of curiosity, have you played any of the demos yet, Joe? Well, I played the Project Blue Sky or whatever, and uh, the Platinum demo. Project Blue Sky. Whatever. <laughs> Episode Blue Sky. Whatever. Playing b-ball on the street. <laughs> 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 Out in the projects in the sky, but anyway... <laughs> 
Uh, what did you think about those two demos and how they went about that? Well, the episode this guy was was much more effective, I think, than the Platinum demo. Uh, mm-hmm. Really conveying what the fuck that game is actually going to be when it when it releases. Um, yeah, like that Platinum demo was just really like it was really weird. <laughs> um, not like not like not in like a cool like interesting kind of way either. It's just like I run this, this like here's you in this fucking giant room or whatever or the, or your miniature form. Drive around this room for a while until you decide to fucking fight a boss for ten minutes. It's like all right, whatever. <laughs> um, but but the but the episode of the sky uh, where you actually kind of like roam that uh, that area for a while and kind of actually see what you get to see a bigger. I think you see a better idea. You get a better idea of what that game is actually going to be in terms of like how you interact with the world and and like with your with your party. I don't know. No, it's uh, promising. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about this guy being part of the day one package with uh, Type Zero? Were you against it? Did it sound par for the course for you? What you mean when they put it in with Type Zero or whatever? Yeah, where you had to buy that game in order to, in order to enjoy the demo. Um, I mean that's not like it's not infuriating or anything. It's like that's like a lot of people have done that kind of thing before. What? Between yeah, like um, Zone of Enders. Yeah, like it's not even just uh, Square Enix. It's like a like a number of publishers have used like one game as or like a demo of something as like a reason <laughs> as kind of like hey, like maybe you should buy this game. We're not 100 percent sure uh, about. <laughs> Um, by giving you this demo or this beta or whatever, like they did it with, like I remember with Microsoft, they did that with Crackdown by offering the the Halo Three beta. Like no one gave a shit about Crackdown leading up to it, um, but you know obviously everybody bought it to play Halo Three, uh, and in doing so, everyone's like, hey, also turns out that Crackdown's actually really good. <laughs> um, yeah, Zone of Enders had uh, Metal Gear Solid Two in it, right? Like I forget which which Square game, which Warsoft game had a uh, demo for Final Fantasy Seven on PS One back in the day. Uh, I think it might have been Vagrant Story. I'm not sure. I, I have no fucking idea but um something like but yeah like they did that with final fantasy 7 um like i think even like i think there was even some metal gear demo with uh with revengeance i think when revengeance came out they included the demo for something in that didn't they or my imagine i have to go well, it's been a while well point is it's like that that kind of backdoor stuff is i don't know i can take it or leave it first grinding the sausage now backdoor stuff you're on a roll today <laughs> all right what did you think now I, I will definitely give you platinum demo platinum demo was just i think it was more or less released to for the sake of releasing something, it was pretty much a glorified tech demo uh, where you could get Carbuncle as a summon. So mm-hmm. pretty much the the only reason to play through it. Uh, what did you think about what Desk Guy did? Where not only was it a sizable chunk of a demo to play and gives you, like I agree with you, gives you a really good idea on what to expect in the game. But what do you think about what they did? Where they actually asked for genuine feedback, they listened and would actually release reports on the feedback, and even did an update to sky where it addressed uh, a lot of the feedback issues and fixed them well out of curiosity what did you think about that well to the extent of of them releasing the demo and taking the feedback on it like i think that's good like obviously like the game's taking this fuck has taken this long to fucking it's been in long in the works for this long it's like okay you you at that point like eight years into the into this fucking pipeline it's like all right i (laughs) you want all the fucking feedback you can take uh to make sure that it's the kind of game that will appeal to the most people um to the point where they're like okay let's also let's also uh, update the demo to reflect some of these changes like no how about you just reflect those changes in the full game just like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's the point of updating a demo it's a demo it's like like just leave it as is so that people can keep giving you that feedback so that you can like like leave it up as long as possible in that form so people so, so as many people can play it and and kind of give you as much valuable feedback as they can don't just like don't waste development time to update a demo that's fucking ludicrous <laughs> like just, just apply those updates to the main game work on the game oh by the way fun fact speaking of development from the moment uh, that they released in 2006 how many
many years do you think it took before they actually started production? <laughs> I don't know, probably like two nine fucking Quarinix. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> they actually released that in an interview. Nomura was was like, "Yeah, we haven't even begun production yet." Like, Are you out of your fucking mind? Why would you say that out loud? Why would you say that to to the press, no less? <laughs> Like I said, uh, Yang Ye, Yang Ye's uh, retrospect is actually really, really informative if you're like uh, if you're like me and in, in interested in the history of the development of a game. <laughs> Man, it's like if you want to take a few months to like really plan something out, like storyboard <laughs> and, and like you know make some story outlines and whatnot. Uh, yeah, sure, by all means, but fuck, five years? Are you kidding me? <laughs> fucking stupid you know like not to like jump all over the place but you know like one of the things i was hoping they'd learn from this is maybe not to do multiple things at once but let's face facts they're still doing it <laughs> god damn uh one thing i did like about the direction that they took with this game like uh going back to 13 what it felt like they were trying to build the world so to speak and that's why they announced they were doing so many so many games under the 13 banner and using that to construct the world that uh that that this game takes place in right now which is great if the first game is really good Un- which you know once again <laughs> me and joe's argument here aside made um a lot of people didn't feel was <laughs> was a good game and thus got de-invested in the uh in the whole story uh i do like what they did here where instead of coming out and announcing hey we're gonna release 13 game <laughs> some, <laughs> some garbage like that they're like okay they did an event which was a little awkward for the most part but they announced such things as a mobile game a full-on an anime i I won't say full-on because it's not like they released like 30 minute episodes uh it was was like five episodes and they're all 17 minutes and 40 seconds or less Uh, have you seen brotherhood at all joe no uh i I would suggest it it's uh you can get it done in less than an hour all five episodes (laughs) but and it's pretty good and gives you an idea on the backstory of all the characters and what to expect from them or and why they are who they are uh they released a movie which uh joe did you see king's live no I... oh man <laughs> <laughs> well i saw it and uh i i gotta tell tell you joe they put effort into this one like it, it would have been easy for like anybody else just to relieve hey here's this movie it has to do with uh, with our video game what the fuck ever like there was a division movie joe did you even know that yeah i did i, I was browsing uh <laughs> amazon amazon like, that's right yeah i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> who'd watch this who's who's invest who's no one's this invested in this fucking game <laughs> they would watch a movie or read a book okay just fucking just fix the game and leave me the fuck alone not only that joe there's a book about like a legit book yeah that- that's what i said it's like what <laughs> And it sucks because they don't even talk about it. <laughs> no, there's like no heat behind it. It's just it's just there. You'll just fucking stumble it upon it entering a bookstore or a library. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I was literally looking up strategy guides for The Division, which thank God I didn't get. But uh, I was looking up strategy guides for The Division, and there it was. And I was like, oh, 10 bucks. Okay, I'll give it a look-see. Oh, my God. The effort went into this. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
which is the unfortunate thing because like Ubisoft isn't talking about it, but but I digress. But uh, both the the anime really does a fantastic job of building the protagonists and making you invested in them. And the movie, and uh, I've said on multiple times how pissed off I was in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where that evil guy came and destroyed my village, oh, the villa that I spent all of Assassin's Creed 2 building and perfecting so I can unlock that ultimate armor. And by the way, as a n- nice touch, by the way, they actually show the guy destroying your ultimate armor <laughs> as part of your villa. As well as kidnapping uh, you know, your your friends with benefit princess or whatever, but that you know got, did a great job rolling me up. And uh, this movie is essentially the Empire Strikes Back, literally of the <laughs> of this franchise, and it got me riled up. Or like, okay, I want to take out these guys now. So, and this is all. So I'm already have knowledge of the story of the world, so to speak, and I'm invested in the story. And the game isn't out yet, and it reminds me to the days of seven, eight, and nine, where when a new Final Fantasy came out, it was like this big event it felt like and I, you were like all over it so i personally enjoyed how they went about it uh, what, what did you think about all the grandiose stuff they did for the release um it's actually pretty smart i think like it's it's like you said the, the the anime is just a few short episodes long it's not like this giant fucking epic thing which where <laughs> or it's like asking you like hey it's free uh so it's like there's no monetary investment necessary on, on the player and like the fans part it's like it's it's a risky endeavor to be like hey you give us a bunch of money so that you can learn about these characters you haven't met yet. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you like you haven't given people a reason to care via a game yet. So it's like you, you have to be careful about what you can charge for. You know? um, so it's pretty smart that they did the, the anime that they, they just what? They just threw it on YouTube, right? It's all on YouTube. Yeah. You can also see it on Crunchyroll, but yeah, you can very easily find everything on YouTube. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, they didn't release it officially on YouTube. I thought they did. Uh, they did, but it also came out in uh, Crunchyroll for whatever reason. Not that I'm arguing but if you subscribe to it like i do you can find it there but otherwise yeah all five episodes are on on uh youtube and in fact the fifth episode was originally supposed to be a uh, collector's edition only release but thankfully they decided no that's bullshit just released it <laughs> yeah that would be bullshit. <laughs> uh, um but uh fuck. yeah yeah so so that's smart and then with the kingsley thing like obviously that's a, a feature well i mean it's not like it's well there was a small theatrical release but it was a, a small yeah. yeah, not like a, not, not like a wide release, but you know there was a it's a feature film. Basically. Um, that much is true. Um, no one can take that away from me. <laughs> can't, can't take away like it's a like you know had a huge budget. Like it's a CG movie. It's got like a pretty fucking uh, pretty pretty substantial cast. You've got like Aaron Paul. You've got uh, Lena Headley. Uh, I forget who else, but like Simon pretty heavy Bean hitters. Or something like that. But pretty pretty heavy hitters uh, across the like a lot of very famous TV and movie actors are in that. Um, and it's so, actually a good movie too, just for the record. Like it. They, they've learned it, they've changed so much since spirits within but you know this one felt like a really big nice action movie with final fantasy style magic and fighting in it and there's even a few nods to several other final fantasies if you know what to look for and it's so yeah it was really good <laughs> um roger ebert gave birth within three and a half stars by the way <laughs> Let, so me, I, let me guess, just for the graphics or whatever. <laughs> no, he, 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 had a, he, he said good reasons for why he liked it, personally. Uh, like, I don't, obviously no one agrees with him, but, <laughs> but his, his personal reasons for enjoying it, it's like, okay, I can understand. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was very smart marketing. Which is, oh, yeah. And I I hope that they, you know, that the game does well, because I'd love it if they did this for, like, all these games, which, let's face it, we're going to be waiting a long time for. So there should be some Trump and per- circumstances 
Sans when it released. Like, imagine them doing this for like seven Final Fantasy VII remake or Kingdom Hearts three. Oh. Mm. By the way, I'm willing to bet money right now that Final Fantasy fifteen characters will be in Kingdom Hearts three at this point. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, but the only the only bad marketing that they've done with this game is <laughs> is, is put the game in front of Conan O'Brien. That was the only. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was definitely a that was definitely a bad move on their part. Um, you, know what, you know what I thought you were gonna say? What making a five hundred thousand dollar car? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless it's sold, then then good on you. But <laughs> I mean, I think that's just I, again that's just pure marketing. Like I don't think they expect anyone, like any fan of the game, to actually be like, hey, yeah, I would plunk down half a mil on a car because I like Final Fantasy. It's like no, it's just a cool marketing thing. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, but no, that, that clueless gamer, like my god. Uh, like, <laughs> I had I couldn't watch it all. I had to shut it off. He's like, "Why would anyone play this game?" Like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you've we've <laughs> people of, of our ilk, welcome, have developed a tolerance for for that type of thing. But it's like when you can't ask, uh, like you can't ask a normal person to be like, "Hey, here's a game that, and it's going to take several hours to get interesting." Uh, just hang in there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why would I do that with my time? It's like, like it's even worse. They drop him in the middle of the game multiple times. It's like. You know how easy it is to get lost in Final Fantasy playing from beginning to end, let alone being just <laughs> dropped in the middle of the story? <laughs> oh, man. Um, that was a great episode. I yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's get to the nitty gritty here. The main subject of debate, especially in this household, the battle system. What, what do you think of it personally? Like, what do you think of their their direction to go into a more real-time slash uh, Kingdom Hearts-style fighting system versus their traditional take-turn-style battle? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like It's a subject to a lot of debate. Like, my, my wife, who's famous in this household for returning Dirge of Cerberus, as soon <laughs> as she realized that it wasn't a turn-based uh, game, but a third-person shooter, she returned it that same day, and she's already got reservations about playing this game. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I don't no, like I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasies outside of, of like thirteen and seven, and um. So I, I like I'm not I'm not really an authoritative voice here on, on that particular like which battle systems are best uh, as far as Final Fantasy goes. But like I think it's an interesting direction to take. Like I don't think there has to be like a rigid. Uh, like I don't think there's any reason why it should always be like a turn based thing. Like if you've got a cool idea for a battle system, it's like yeah, fucking lay it on me. Um, that's kind of the point of like a Final Fantasy game, right? Um, gameplay wise, and it's like it's like yeah, let's come up with something cool. And different um and see where it takes us um and from what i've played especially out of that first demo uh promising stuff yeah definitely and I, I thank you so much i agree with you totally that i don't like the idea that you know a video game it's it has to be this 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 and this or otherwise it's not this like no no you, if it's a good system which so far i've heard nothing but good things about about the fighting system that they have right now like if you're nervous that it's just going to be hack and slash and it hold down the button and you're going to win no no you, you will die doing that <laughs> there's still plenty of strategy and whatnot to do in this this even still and also i want to point out that you know slowly but surely we've been heading in this direction like in more some of the more recent final fantasies actually not even recent like i believe in either eight or nine it began where enemy if you took too long to take a turn the enemy would just attack you <laughs> yeah because i mean that'd be ridiculous right like why would they wait 10 hours why would they wait 15 minutes for you to decide what to do exactly exactly so i really 
So I'm really a big fan of it. I enjoyed playing it in uh, episode disc guy as well, especially when they added the link link uh, damage where you would join with your party to do like these group attacks. And uh, a lot of them uh, I'm very curious to see in action too. As a popular uh, saying from people who've played the game, because a uh, little word of warning, there's already people have already gotten copies of this game. So even the game is still quite a few hours from being released, <laughs> but I can go on YouTube and see the ending, the final boss fight already. Like I was getting that recommended to me on uh, my YouTube and I'm like, no, no, get that shit away from me. <laughs> so uh, like a very common compliment is people saying that it looks like I'm able, it feels like you're playing a fight scene from Advent Children, that, that Final Fantasy seven mo- movie that came out a few years ago, uh, but which sadly came out before the, this game released. Otherwise it would be on the list. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm only a few hours away from that. Uh, how do you feel about the world and the scale of it, Joe? Of, I mean, I don't 15. know. It's hard to judge based on kind of just a couple of demos. That uh, I think it's there was, the demos are better to kind of see what the game's gonna be like from a gameplay standpoint than than it is like, oh, here's what. Like, I mean, the whole like I like the whole open road thing where it's like, oh yeah, we're on a road trip, we uh, and you're <laughs> and you're setting up campfires and cooking for your pals and all that shit. Like that shit seems fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like like as for like what as for all the stuff surrounding it like in terms of like the lore and whatnot like i haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to it uh to be honest like i've, I've kind of just been sitting here like yeah like i'll just see where it's, i'll just see what kind of how good they are at telling a story just through the game rather than having me like oh <laughs> go check out that or this movie or whatever uh i want to see how well this, the the game stands on its own oh yeah uh and you're right and, you know the game's not out so we can't compliment too much on it but i will say it seems to fully address uh you know the, the issues people had with 13 as the world felt very small small and linear now that this world's massive like if uh this guy like if you were to walk from beginning to end of the map i believe someone has pointed out it takes an hour to do that so imagine that times 10 or 100 or however else however big this world is so and just looking at like like, uh, the general theme from the beginning of this game's announcement was this would be a fantasy based in reality so this does feel like if we were living in the world of final fantasy that that's pretty much what it'd be like driving on along the road and seeing this giant ass animantoys <laughs> the size of a mountain suddenly walking towards us and like all these creatures walking around like, yeah, like, yeah that's I think that would be pretty much it so <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to it uh, now in, in terms of Final Fantasy Joe if there was like one thing like granted maybe the story might not be up to snuff maybe you don't like make the characters maybe you notice some frame rate issues but if there was like one thing in Final Fantasy you think would be a surefire 10 uh, what, what do you think? think well, I, I think you're uh, setting me up with a softball here, Malcolm. <laughs> and I think that uh, the, the soundtrack is, is probably what, what we can all agree on with any game, or with any Final Fantasy game. And you just hit a soundtrack. home run with that softball, my friend. <laughs> and you crushed that sausage or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like what we have heard, heard of the music so far, especially in episode this guy. Uh, what, what do you think of the music so far? Um, to be honest, it hasn't really made an impression on me so far. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, just because, I mean, I guess I just wasn't paying that much attention in terms of like, I was just more focused on what the game played like than, than like listening to the music and in, in the demo. Cause frankly, I'm not sure how much like final music they would put in like a demo. Uh, mm. so I wasn't paying too much attention to that, especially with the game, like at that point when they released the demo, it's like the game of soul. 
fucking like wow. there was still no end in sight when they <laughs> when they released that demo initially. So um, yeah, like I, I'm just, I'm confident that it's gonna be fucking great. Oh god, yeah. Like <laughs> uh, the music during the fight scenes, both uh, in the normal fight music and uh, the fight music when you're in a dungeon is also really awesome <laughs> and sets the mood spectacularly. Uh, going back to the beginning, keep in mind, I just literally watched uh, every promo or trailer for this game beginning and the end. By the way, Square makes an excellent promo. My God. Or a trailer. <laughs> they got a mean promo. It's got the face over and everything. Uh, yeah. And the music that was in the background and all that ma- really made this feel like a, a momentous and epic adventure that we're about to go on. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's uh, really, really looking good. And now the, the big one, Joe. This is the one that's been up to controversy just like the battle system we got four male protagonists mm-hmm. number one does that piss you off or do you feel like you know all right you know we can have an all-female cast you know we can have a all-male cast from time to time mm-hmm. and sort of my opinion there but uh, out of curiosity oh, how do you feel about it um i mean i don't know like i mean i forget what what exactly they i forget what the rationale was when when like i don't mind like if it's an all-male thing but if they bothered to come up with a reason publicly as to why they didn't include any women and and like it, and the reasoning becomes like asinine or weird. It's like, all right, you're you're just we're kind of surprised that people would notice that, <laughs> that people would notice this in this day and age, and you had no, and you had no real rebuttal. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like honestly, I like as a male, uh, <laughs> um, like obviously this doesn't really affect me in in any real way. Like I I, I get plenty of representation <laughs> in video games based on just being a dude. Uh, so like if for like you know female players ever like looking forward to the possibility of of like having at least one person in their party look a little bit like them uh yeah that sucks <laughs> but well, from uh the interviews that uh, numero did like this was always the design from the get-go like uh, you can see really early the character models of what would become prompto gladiolus and ignis even back when the game was first announced uh but the the from what uh numero said he basically wanted to make a bromance type of story where it was like a, a road trip with uh three guys is and uh, their adventures uh, together uh, he did bring up that, you know, chances are you're going to have a female party member at some point and they will act different from how they normally act uh, when it's just the four of them together when they're around like a, a woman. So that'll be interesting. But it's basically the story of four friends. Granted, you can have a have a, a female friend in there, of course. But, you know, as a guy who had a who had a group of friends where we did an official guys night for several years, I, I can attest that you, you do act different. Sure. I, I feel I, if I think the rationale was like oh like we just don't know like yeah like that's what he said right it's like oh like like we just like different around women or whatever it's like it's like are you sure you just don't know how to write for women <laughs> uh, you know that that can be it too like even if you include a, fem- a female character then the subject comes well why don't you have a female writer to go with her and it's like, <laughs> like, well i mean that make, i mean yeah because i mean not like like that make it makes like if you you would want people that are intimate that are familiar with that particular experience to write for that kind of character, right? It's like if you don't have someone that could write that that kind of person, like believably, it's like all right, yeah, or on the side of Tasha, just fucking throw like a fucking dude in there if, if that's what you're most comfortable writing. Uh, yeah, just write what you know, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think there it should be necessarily shamed for. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy has some of the best uh, female characters. In fact, Luna Freya, especially if you saw Kingsglaive, comes to off to me as like 
like probably more mature and tougher than even the four guys put together. So just because she may not necessarily be like part of the main party, I still think they they made quite a few strong female characters in the game. But, you know, time will tell. Once again, a few hours away from us being able to play it and be able to tell you otherwise, but that's just Mm. my opinion. Uh, Anyway, lessons learned or lessons they they hope uh, Square realizes going forward. Uh, Number one for me, uh, maybe not announce a game so early. Yeah. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe wait a year or two while into development to announce it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, number two, wait until the game is successful before announcing a trilogy for it. Yeah. Uh, like that, I think that one goes for anyone making a game or a movie even. Like they, like I think Capcom recently announced like a, like a trilogy of Monster Hunter movies. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> a whole cinematic universe. It's like fuck you. Like, there is one an anime movie going on for that right now. <laughs> Like, like, give us a reason to care about one movie first. Then we'll decide if we want to see more. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> Uh, the last one I have for myself is maybe just make games for both platforms going forward. Avoid any headaches, what have you. Then again, this was may, may have been back before Sony got their head head in the game as far as working with third parties. I don't know. It was kind of dark for a while during the whole PlayStation 3 era. <laughs> uh, do you have anything for what lessons you hope they learn from this? Um, not really. It's hard, it's hard for me to be the dude in this tiny little studio apartment and say, hey, giant fucking global corporation, do this instead. Uh, <laughs> any consolation um, i'm sure they're not listening <laughs> <laughs> clearly not malcolm <laughs> we'd be dead right now <laughs> how dare you pick on that direction <laughs> all right joe you're getting the game right yeah i've got it pre-ordered for tomorrow so i mean i still work tomorrow but i'll grab it after work and then i have the day off wednesday so i'll be playing mostly then sadly especially thanks to the fact that my manager one of the assistant managers is leaving over at cricket wireless uh i was not able to get to today uh tomorrow off in fact i'm working a morning shift so I'm probably not going to stay up till midnight to play it. But, oh, trust me, it's already downloaded on both of my consoles. I mean, <laughs> pre-downloads is the best thing ever. I can't <laughs> believe it took so long to get. Uh, but, yeah, I'm so ready to play when I get out of work. Like, end of work ain't going to get get here soon enough. Uh, so, question. Jen, honestly, Joe, are you excited? Um, I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> for... <laughs> for this um it's hard for me to get too excited because you know like i'm like i'm just not i'm not that emotionally invested in, in final fantasy as a franchise you know um like i appreciate like I, I i have a deep appreciation for for what it represents for like the industry as a whole uh but like it's it's never just it's never quite connected with me the way it has with a lot of other people um but like as as you know this this momentous fucking release like yeah i'm excited for it to finally be out and for people to be able to play it uh and see what the fuck they actually think about it uh, myself I, yeah yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, checked, but reviews <laughs> have started coming out for the game. Uh-huh. Uh, guess where uh, the review scores are starting to lie at? Uh, where is that? So far, like I've read, like there are a few, like Kotaku doesn't actually do a review score, which is good on them. Uh, IGN gave it an 8.2 and GameSpot gave it an 8.6. 8.5, 8.7 between mm-hmm. there. Uh, so, it, which is a good score, just for the record. Oh yeah, I, I've loved many a game in that in that eight point range. So, but see, hopefully, you know, people don't see because a lot of people, if they don't see a nine or ten, they're like, oh, this game must be horrible. No, that's not <laughs> what it means. Uh, a lot of praise for the battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, some there were some uh, a lot of the of the ones I've read felt like they were just trying to be really critical, which is good. It sounded like for the most part 
they enjoyed their time in it. The battle system made everything fun to play. There's lots of secrets and side quests and stuff that makes people go back and play it. And uh, there was some uh, critique of the story, though they said that it all built up to a very impactful and an emotional end. So, for the most part, good. Like, <laughs> the most quizzical uh, critique I've ever heard was uh, the IGN one, where, number one, uh, Vince uh, Vince Incognito or Ignito or, you know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about. Uh, he kept saying over and over, as a long-time Final Fantasy fan, you know, it's like, okay, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like no one says as a long time uncharted fan this is like no, no one says Calm well down. because i mean i mean to be fair <laughs> our fantasy games have been coming out for a very long time. since nintendo <laughs> <laughs> those things have been up for damn near 30 years next right. year it's gonna be the 30th anniversary of that friend yeah but essentially the the way the story plays out the first first half or of it or so is out in this huge open world and then when you get towards the end of the game it comes like a lot more linear uh once you start that linear part you can go back to the open world through what's like considered like either a flashback or a dream state you can do whatever out in that world and when you come back to the end of the game you got all the stats and whatever that you just built up still uh but vince like went went on the small tangent about how it, he th- he doesn't like the fact that you have to pick on whether to do the story or whether to do the fun side missions and whatnot which i thought was quizzical because isn't that every rpg ever <laughs> Maybe. you can play the story missions or you can do the side quest stuff i mean like, oh yeah yeah I, at least i thought so <laughs> uh, but anyway um i'm excited for the for the trying out the battle system which i've heard is like as much as much as people were worried it was just going to be hack and slash and then that's it. it it's actually pretty intuitive and there's a lot of strategy that goes into it using magic spells using the environment and i enjoyed like i said the movie and the anime really helped build up the wor- world for me uh i'm also very excited to play as noctis like uh I don't know if you've seen, uh, they've been releasing more and more stuff about the weapons in the game. Like, uh, the, they're, he can use guns and, uh, they, they range from like, uh, hand revolvers, which feels like they played gun grave. Cause like I'm seeing like, uh, Noctis jump back and fire off rapid fire sh- shots as he rolls away from the enemies. Uh, there are sniper rifles and you go into full on sniper rifle mode through the scope <laughs> to like snipe at enemies from afar. And there's so many different weapons and different different styles to play you can literally mold him to be whatever fighter you want and that's actually pretty cool freedom if it translates as well as i'm hoping and plus i do like noctis like because he's like me he's an introvert and i always like those characters uh, the introverts uh, who have to go on to, and do these magnificent things like a lot of people call him an emo and you, know, you don't know what a goddamn emo is shut up <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't like talking that much, and I, I can relate to that quite well. Which is why I own a po- which is why I'm in a podcast because <laughs> I don't like talking. But um, I, I think uh, a lot of it has gone into this game. Uh, like you know, there's like a whole fishing game, the whole photography, uh, you chocobos uh, can farm apparently too, and there's even like a coliseum where I don't know if you're fighting or if you're if they just take two random enemies and have them fight against each other, and you can bet on which uh, creature is going to win so there's like all this stuff you can do in it and I, I don't think we've even scratched the surface on what's in the game actually so i'm really i'm stoked uh i will be a little presumptuous here and i think this is going to make our game of the year tournament okay okay <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be in there. Will it win? That's a different story.
story, but uh, I'm very much looking. For, how do you not look forward to a game that's like ten years in the making? Right, like it's like you, like even without that ridiculous development cycle behind it, like you're like Final Fantasy games are still an event. Mm. Uh, so you know, development like in trouble, notwithstanding. Uh, it's a lot of reason for a lot of people to be excited. Yeah. All right. So just like one final little thing here. Now, what success and failure could mean to to Square for this game? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if this game were to fail, how bad do you think it would be for Square Enix? Now, what kind of failure would you would you mean? Like just like like. Let's see. I, I would love to throw out the analogy of what if I was the only one who bought, what are we the only ones who bought the game? But I don't think that's going to be a possibility. <laughs> but let's just say the game under undersells. I mean, if the game like undersells, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's like it's obviously going to sell a lot of copies, but like for it to to sell, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a weird fucking like I just don't think that <laughs> for I guess I guess they would have to budget a lot of uh, like they they really need this game to do really well because of just just based on how long it fucking took them to make it. Um, yeah, I'm curious how much went into this game. Like, obviously, th- there is product placement in this game. So, like, heck, there's a cup of noodles mission in game. <laughs> pretty famous (laughs) so they made some back in advertising but i'm curious how much between the game the movie the anime the car everything how much does this game need to sell in order to make profit so i don't know probably probably a few million copies i figure now i i do think this game will probably beat the record that final fantasy 13 set in being the most bought game upon launch for in the franchise Mm -hmm. uh i'm curious if uh the fact once again there it's good scores that are coming out for the game but i'm curious to see if people are like oh it's on a nine fuck it you know <laughs> but uh I, I do think it'll beat that uh failure if this game doesn't do it then i don't know if any game's gonna get like an anime and a movie attached to it which right think, yeah which i think is a shame because i did enjoy the anime in the movie i right. like it a lot better than hey here's five games coming out <laughs> <laughs> like I, like ultimately like i don't think like if it were to sell less than they want like i don't think it would really affect what the next final fantasy game would be but yeah like that's a good point actually works like like yeah they obviously would still make a final fantasy you know 16 or whatever um but maybe they don't put a whole anime and a whole fucking movie behind it as well <laughs> they just <laughs> they just stick to fucking you know making making the game as good as it could be and just and just kind of that and that would be you know it you know they just kind of let the game stand on its own and that at that point um but yeah like i i don't foresee like i don't foresee any plausible scenario in which you know the game sells terribly enough for them to say all right i guess this really is the final fantasy ha, ha, ha. <laughs> only took 30 years for it to be the final fantasy but here it is um yeah so i think the franchise will be this oh yeah uh, regardless of what happened uh, i don't think it'll be the final fantasy either uh i think this will be like a very important step in uh, games going forward for it like uh with the whole luminous engine this uh battle system that they created from the ground up and the fact that you know they've now mapped out the ais of like the enemies and especially the supporting characters a lot i think going forward we'll see faster development time <laughs> at least better than 10 years for final fantasy games going forward and possibly even games like kingdom hearts and uh and that final fantasy 7 remake uh if the game is successful joe mm-hmm. could you see a final fantasy 15 2 oh boy see now we're getting to crazy town territory <laughs> <laughs> it's like um i mean i don't know i guess it, i mean uh, it's weird like i feel like that's something that would have to already be in development at this point to be honest uh and again that would be taking a, a pretty 
pretty big leap of faith in terms of because with something like you know like a 10-2 or a 13-2 it's like you Square Enix is resuming some sort of connection between the fans uh between the game you know the fans and and you know the characters within those games uh you know with, with 10 obviously there was a connection and to just and you know that 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 was justified with 13-2 maybe not so much <laughs> um but yeah like I feel like if they were to do a 15-2 or whatever they would have to already be at least in the planning stages of that um I would rather they just kind of move on to something else even if I end up really loving this game like I would rather see just a new thing rather than a sequel to <laughs> now there is going to be DLC from this for this game and at least three of them focusing on the other characters Gladiolus Ignis and uh, Prompto right do you th- do you think that we might there might be a better shot of us getting more DLC and would you be okay with more DLC right it would have to depend on what it is like first we have to see how substantial these expansions even are um because unless yeah because i mean these are gonna be i assume these are gonna be like ten dollar things uh sold separately you know um do you think it'll be on par or surpassing arkham knight dlc (laughs) (laughs) oh god if it's (laughs) 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 hopefully it surpasses that that particular benchmark that real Um, high bar that arkham knight set up (laughs) but you know i mean in in the rpg sense i think it it's uh like i'd rather see something more along the lines of you know like how they handled like the witcher 3 where it's like here's it's twenty dollars, but it's a huge expansion uh, for people who really enjoy that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than you know, like as much as I like the Mass Effect games and, and those DLC packs, it's like those ten dollar DLC packs were were much much smaller in terms of what they offered. It was like oh yeah, here's a few missions. You know, you get to hang out with your, these characters, your party a little bit more. But ultimately, it's like two or three extra hours. It's not a huge deal. Whereas like The Witcher Three, it's like here's the Blood and Wine expansion. It's like forty hours or whatever. Fuck, <laughs> and, it'll, and it'll cost you twenty dollars. It's like okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Witcher really set a high bar for DLC, I feel. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they offered a lot of free DLC on top of that, like, and those is like, what, the three paid expansions or six paid expansions, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they lean towards something like that, it's like, okay, that could be something worth getting excited about. But yeah, like $10, like, you know, these smaller DLC packs, uh, even with games I like, I, I tend to gravitate less and less towards them, uh, especially as, as time goes on and, you know, other games come out and just there's there's other shit for me to do, to do in my adult life. Uh, so I can't keep going back to, like, games for just a couple of extra hours at ten dollars a pop you know yeah. it has to be something really really substantial to justify the time and money uh spent going back to it after i've beaten it uh would you like to see more square games get the here's a movie here's an anime yada yada treatment that uh 15 was getting i mean i don't know there's i mean besides like kingdom hearts like what else would you get what what, what, other, what other thing would even justify that kind of treatment oh final fantasy 7 easy well sure but you've already got all that stuff <laughs> like you, not the remake though <laughs> it's the same story <laughs> what the fuck else could you add to it well, i i think there's room to add stuff to it they probably uh, they're probably going to just, just, let, just no this let's just focus on getting this fucking remake out like if the more shit you add to that like the longer it'll be you're just focusing you're just diverting resources from getting that thing out in a timely fashion well just, if, just get that out like we've got fucking what two movies like two spinoffs like just get this it's fine just get the fucking just get the fucking remake out be done with it uh, uh, I will say that we're a lot more ahead than uh, we're, than you're giving us credit, or you're giving them, excuse me, that you're giving them credit. <laughs> we, we'd be done with the game by now. But uh, they're a lot farther away, a lot 
further in than they were with uh, set with seven at this time that they were with uh, 15. Like it, they didn't even have English voice actors for enough for about six or seven years after announcement. Right. And, and as we saw from uh, the follow the year following the announcement, they already got English voice actors. So I and gameplay footage uh, for that matter. So which I feel like they're just basically using the luminous engine because, uh, you know, it's there now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not going to be any as much as we joke that it's going to be eons before we see this game i i foresee it uh, coming out a lot quicker i i honestly don't well it's well, like i mean i like like there's like obviously there's a lot of work to be put into this like remake but like and they said that they're gonna divert a little bit you know they're gonna you know tweak some stuff just based on like what the technology allows and whatnot but like there's a pretty good roadmap there to, for them to follow like they they should like i don't know how much they need to divert but like like but even despite that like we like i don't know like we haven't seen much of it since they announced it like a year and a half ago well, in closing joe uh do you have anything else to say on final fantasy 15 um not really I, i'm glad people are excited for it um it's a I'm, thing I'm, i guess <laughs> like i i'm i'm i have an intellectual curiosity for final fantasy 15 at the very least I, i'm excited to see what the fuck to see if this is worth all the fucking hullabaloo malcolm uh i'm i'm not as mostly invested in in the franchise as you are and as many other people are uh but like i said I, I have a deep appreciation for what what the franchise has done to push forward both the, the genre and gaming in general. So to see to see what the fuck took so long, uh, I'm excited to see that for sure. And I I'm a unlike Joe, I am a huge uh, Final Fantasy 15 diehard. Not saying there aren't any bad Final Fantasies by any stretch of the imagination, but I have I do have hopes for this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the characters, I like the story. I'm ready to go get those bad guys, which I could fill up in another another hour talking about don't worry i won't but uh <laughs> i am really look happy about this day we, we for a while it uh, didn't even look like it was going to happen in fact there were quite a few instances during the development time that there are rumors that the game was just canceled and, <laughs> and here we are here we are ready to go hopefully in a new direction for final fantasy going forward i really hope people take to it i hope even more important i hope people give this a shot which you know they've, <laughs> they've got several demos out i don't know why you haven't tried it out yet <laughs> god knows god knows final fantasy and Enix need this win oh yeah, I, yeah those those poor little indie guys in this indie franchise you say that but they <laughs> who could sustain they've had some bad luck dude <laughs> they give them a win for once be... even when they get a good game it's a failure come on <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that does it for our very special episode of looking forward to Final Fantasy XV and the journey to get here. Uh, thanks very much for joining us this week. If you liked what you heard, you know, you can let us know. Please let us know, not only in comments, but over Twitter, PSMount for me, Wants23 for Joe, and at the firm up for the show. Uh, you can also go to our uh, Facebook page, leave a comment on the show. Well, please like us, too. Plus, if you want to email to a future episode, there's a button right at the top to send an email. Otherwise, it's mailbag at thefirmup.com. Folks, hope that you enjoyed this show. If you do, you can listen to us on, on any device you have. If you have an iPhone, just go to that podcast app, click on subscribe, give us a five-star worded review. really helps out the show, and you get every episode as they come. If you have an Android device, never fear. We're on such apps as Stitcher Radio, which is free, that you can stream us anytime you want to. Or if you'd like to download, we do recommend an app called Pocket Cast, which gives you the ability to download 
head as well, which you can use right across multiple devices, both Android and iPhone. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no, sir. All right, folks. Congratulations. Hope you guys enjoy Final Fantasy 15 as much as I'm hoping we do. <laughs> and, uh, folks, we'll see you again soon. Uh, adios. Thank you.